Welcome back. Glad to have you here this morning. I almost say glad to see you, uh, but uh, I guess it's only a one-way street when it comes to seeing. Um, said before, I have a face for radio, so, um, so unfortunately you're stuck with me on video, except for those of you uh, listening in on the podcast. And, uh, thank you for being here um, and uh, taking time out this morning to uh, to study and to learn with me. Uh, I hope you are uh, are learning about the magnitude uh, of the Psalms. Uh, they are far more than what most people uh, think they are. They cover far more material uh, than most people think they do. And uh, the Psalm we're looking at uh, this week is a good example uh, as we're looking at one of the, the, the many uh, known as a Messianic Psalm. Again, it's written about uh, bridegroom in the, in the psalmist's time, uh, but through the, the power and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, the words he wrote um, carried over and are fulfilled uh, by Jesus Christ as he rules his kingdom. So uh, we'll be picking up uh, in verse 10 and uh, looking uh, at uh, some verses here uh, that are extremely important uh, for you and I. Uh, and uh, in, um, in the little online Bible I have pulled up here on my uh, computer screen, the heading, uh, I guess not a scripture, just a heading that man has stuck in uh, above verse 10 says the duty of the church. And so what we have here uh, is we've had nine verses describing the magnitude, the beauty, the righteousness, the justice, uh, all, all the attributes of Jesus Christ. Now beginning in verse 10, uh, we have uh, kind of the uh, response. How, how uh, if that's the, the, the bridegroom that we have, uh, then what kind of bride should the church be? Uh, and uh, again, this psalm is uh, a picture. Uh, the first nine verses were a picture of the groom. Uh, and now we have uh, a challenge, uh, if you will, uh, the the psalmist challenges uh, now the bride or or the church uh, to fulfill her duties uh, to this magnificent bridegroom uh, that has been uh, described and we know uh, we're taught uh, New Testament because Christ. Uh, loved us enough uh, to die for him, uh, then uh, die for us, then we uh, should uh, should serve him. Uh, so beginning in verse 10, we're going to see some wisdom uh, for the church in response uh, to her bridegroom. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thy ear, forget also thine own people and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy thy Lord, and worship thou him. And uh, again, I think you can see, uh, just kind of backtrack just a moment, I think you can see very clearly uh, the, the messianic uh, overtones of this psalm, uh, that, um, that, that it definitely uh, points toward uh, Christ, uh, that um, you, some might even read it and say, well, you sure it even points to, a, uh, to an earthly king at any time. And I, I do think it did. I, I think, and I think the psalmist uh, wrote this specifically 
specifically for uh, a bride and bridegroom uh, of, uh, of his time, uh, but the Holy Spirit then took it and uh, expanded uh, the application. Uh, and so we have then again this first uh, directive, if you will, towards uh, the the church. He gives us some wisdom, some guidance uh, that uh, the bride is is counseled here, uh, as it says, incline your ear. Um, hearken, old daughter. So we're talking to the bride here. Incline thine ear. Forget your people and your father's house. Uh, and, and what that means means um, is um, he's saying to the bride, uh, to the church, to the bride, uh, to leave everything behind, uh, to vote themselves totally uh, to their bridegroom. Uh, that opening word, hearken, uh, is, uh, is a Hebrew word that means more uh, than to just uh, listen to, to more than more than just hearing what is said, but listening to what is said. Uh, more than just hearing the words, but actually uh, obeying the words. We've all uh, probably spoke to our children before and had them nod their head um, like they like they got it, and then not do uh, anything uh, that we we told them uh, to do. And this guidance that uh, the psalmist is giving to the church is the utmost uh, importance uh, that we should follow uh, his, his wisdom and his guidance here to leave everything else behind uh, and follow uh, our bridegroom, to follow uh, the groom uh, of uh, of Christ, and uh, again, this matches Scripture's teaching uh, about earthly marriage, uh, but certainly it matches uh, Scripture's teaching about the church in Jesus Christ. That He is to be uh, our our preeminent. He is to be uh, our our priority, uh, and to uh, to follow uh, Jesus Christ at all costs. Uh, with absolute and, and total uh, devotion. Uh, we have been uh, bought with the blood. We have been forgiven of our sins. Uh, we are new creations, new creatures. Uh, and therefore, if you are a child of God, if you've been saved by grace, uh, then this shouldn't be, honestly, uh, a, a huge uh, challenge for us uh, to, to follow uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, that bride now, uh, she was going to have a new purpose in life, a new priority, and that was going to be uh, her husband. Um, and so the, the, the psalmist is saying the same of us uh, as believers, as a church, uh, that we are to be totally, uh, completely uh, dedicated and devoted to our groom, to Jesus Christ. Uh, again, because of the great description uh, in in verse uh, in the first nine verses, we have this amazing uh, Savior, this amazing bridegroom, uh, and therefore uh, the bride. Uh, should be committed uh, to the groom. Uh, so shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, uh, for he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. Uh, and so he, he says, uh, tells us something here that uh, really don't don't miss this um, and, and think this is just about uh, some earthly uh, marriage, that the king desires uh, your beauty. 
what a what a a wonderful word uh, to know that Jesus Christ desires uh, a relationship with us, and He desires uh, that we serve Him. Uh, the Bible tells us He is a jealous God, uh, and to understand that that, that simple statement uh, and what it says about the love of Christ uh, for His uh, for His church that He desires us uh, and. Secondly, we commit ourselves to him uh, because he is our Lord. He is, uh, we submit ourselves uh, to him uh, and, and his rule and, and obey him uh, because of that. And if we do, uh, the psalmist says, and the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. Even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. Uh, the king's daughter is all glorious within her clothing is of wrought gold. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions that follow her, shall be brought unto thee. With gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter in uh, to the king's palace. And so here we have uh, I guess um, the kind of the selfish world we live in today. People always ask, "Well, what's in it? Uh, what's in it for me?" Well, here we see the what's in it for uh, the bride. In verse twelve, uh, says she's going to be exalted. The daughter of Tyre will be there with a gift. Uh, so, in other words, the other nations uh, we will will bow down. The church uh, will reign with. Jesus Christ uh, in the millennial and, and throughout uh, eternity. Uh, she will be dressed, it says, um, uh, her clothing. Well, that's talking about the, that we are clothed uh, with the righteousness uh, of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, the king's daughter is glorious. Uh, she shall be brought unto the king. We're presented uh, to Jesus Christ. We are his uh, his bride, and we are uh, presented to him. Uh, and the the joy uh, of knowing uh, Jesus Christ, and for the king. It says, instead of thy father shall be um, thy children, uh, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee uh, forever and ever. And so uh, here in these last two verses, he goes back to uh, speaking of the king uh, and uh, and the reward uh, of the king. And, and we'll just really kind of uh, focus on that last verse there, uh, that his name will be above every name. Uh, that it is the name whereby man must be saved. Uh, it is the name above uh, above every name. Uh, and so this morning as we uh, wrap up this, this wonderful uh, 45th Psalm, uh, I have uh, the, the huge task of kind of summarizing uh, very quickly uh, the lesson and the message uh, of this psalm, uh, and that uh, I think is this: when we look at the splendor, the grandeur, uh, the righteousness, the justice uh, of our groom of Jesus Christ, uh, then as His bride, 
we should love him. We should serve him. We should commit to him, uh, worship him, uh, and honor him uh, in all that we do. And, and uh, again, I, I just want to go back to that one thought uh, today that he desires us, that, that Jesus Christ, um, it, it isn't something that he was, uh, you know, forced to do, but he came and he laid down his life for you and I uh, out of his own will because he loved you. Today, don't forget that. Don't forget that this great king, this great groom that is described uh, in this psalm, he loves you. Uh, he loves you so much he died for you. Uh, he paid an awesome, awful price uh, for you. Uh, and so today, uh, let's commit ourselves to serve him. This holiday season, uh, let's commit ourselves to be ambassadors for him, to represent him well uh, in all that we do, to bring honor uh, to, uh, to the groom. I think about uh, the, the, the Proverbs woman that is described, and one of the things uh, that it describes of a, of a virtuous woman is that she brings honor uh, to her husband. She never embarrasses uh, her husband. Let's be Christians. Let's be a bride uh, that brings honor to Jesus Christ and never uh, shame or never embarrassment uh, on his name. All right. Hope that challenges you for today uh, as uh, you go out and go about your business. Have a great day and we'll see you back here uh, first thing uh, tomorrow morning.